0: Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show. My name is Rosh. It is so good to have you here as we begin the 2020 season. I hope you've already started the season off Well, we're well into January now, and I got to tell you, things are popping, whether it's for photography or it's other creative areas within marketing, it's starting off to be a good year. And again, I hope you are also starting off well. Either way, I'm sure you want to continue to grow your creative business, and that's what we're here for. That's what we're trying to do. My photography community certainly is plugged into this show, as well as other creatives who are, honestly, you know, these days we are entrepreneurs, and we are creatives who want to continue to do what we love to do for a living. And that's what this show is all about, to support you to do exactly that. You may have noticed a few changes around my social media and what I'm doing. And I've decided, at least this year for 2020 and hopefully moving forward, I've made adjustments focusing in on my audience. One of the things that I do is I host a podcast called Tube Lab. So I have two podcasts. I have this one, and I've been focusing mostly on Tube Labs pretty much the second half of 2019. However, my core community most certainly is the photography community is the creative community that I support here. But the Tube Labs podcast has been growing in a lot and it really did require a lot of my attention. And one of the themes that has really been just becoming super obvious is the importance of audience and understanding who you are talking to. And most specifically for me, my YouTube channel and I'll get into some of these concepts as uh, we get further into the year because they really are important. And I don't want to drag it all out into this show because I want to get right into some really helpful ideas for you to help you grow your business. But one of the things, and I think this can be very helpful to you, is understanding that audience and understanding that my audience are creative entrepreneurs. And for the YouTube channel, I've really focused on entrepreneurs. And then I, of course, I have my business, you know, pricing photography channel, which I will continue to keep the same. But other places such as the blog and Twitter, I've changed things around and kind of said, look, you know, the banner says creative entrepreneurs and that's what it's all about. So all of my social is really focusing on the creative entrepreneur for the most part. And so that's where I am. And to make it all right, you know, we just had to kind of rebrand a little bit and make adjustments. And so that's why th- this show now is Creative Entrepreneur Show, because it is more than just marketing. Although marketing is an important part of what we do, as we know, I've, I've written a lot on social media and digital marketing, and I own an agency now, and we have some great clients, including national brands. And I'm I'm thrilled with all of that, and I like to share that information with the creative community and especially catering to my photography community. With that said, this allows me to take on some of the blog posts, some of the other videos that I do that are now focused in on this core group of people that's probably you. You know, you are a photographer, a designer, a writer, And we've been through this, we've gone down this road before. If you've listened to this show since the beginning, over the last 12 years, you know it continuously evolves. And sometimes I make rash decisions, and sometimes I make foolish decisions, and sometimes I make good decisions. And I really do think dialing in on creative community, again, you know, one of the things, you need to be so specific And the core of my community is always and has been photographers and will always be so, I'm sure, in many ways. But I still hear from so many other people who are in the creative community appreciate the information that is just geared for the creatives who have trouble marketing, have trouble selling. They love what they do, but, you know, it just feels funny putting their name out there and trying to sell. I tried to smooth that over for you because it is so important to understand that you have to share your portfolio and put yourself out there if you're going to grow as a creative entrepreneur. Many of the people who listen to this show and watch my videos and and all that are are certainly they're they're videographers, too. So when I say photographers, I'm, I'm usually talking videographers also because a lot of you are are doing both, both still photography as well as video. And it's it's amazing how this is all continuing to grow. I I just had a meeting with somebody who was showing me some of the latest new opportunities with augmented reality, which includes photography and videography and the new opportunities that we have. And that is so exciting because there's more opportunities for visual creatives. I mean, it's just that simple. And you have to get out there and be willing to try something a little bit new and learn some of this cutting edge technology that is going to be required down the road. I I look back, somebody said to me, well, you know, do we really need this? Will we really need to have this augmented reality? And then I showed some of the practical uses of it. See, the augmented reality, which is more kind of, if you've heard of like the Pokemon Go, where they're looking through their phones and seeing, you know, creatures out in the street and so forth. Well, there are a lot of very practical uses for that technology. And so it's kind of putting the digital world into the real world, per se, but looking through maybe Google Glass or glasses or some other company's glasses or through your phone. But the thing is that these practical opportunities are going to become mainstream, maybe much more so than virtual reality. VR, we just put the goggles on and you feel like you're in that virtual world. So one augmented reality kind of brings the virtual world into our world in a sense. And VR kind of puts us into that virtual world. And both will have opportunities, but augmented reality is more practical. And understanding how to apply that, I was thinking when somebody said to me, "Do we is this something that we're really going to need or care about?" And then I started thinking back to you know uh, voice machines, recorders, and you know why would I want to leave my message? Why do, if they if they want to get a hold of me, they'll call me back and then email what email? I don't need email. Is anybody really going to use a computer? They can just call me or write me, and then you know websites. Seriously is our website's really people are not going to go to their computer they want to see my portfolio they want to meet me and develop a relationship with me they're never going to a website cell phone i don't want a cell phone care you know what do i need and then what apps on a phone you you you've got to be kidding me apps I, I mean all i need to do with my phone is to make phone calls and on and on i remember so clearly when I was just starting out sharing information with photographers about social media and so many photographers with their arms folded looking at me like this has nothing to do with me and now it has everything to do with them and I've talked about this before because it's so important and I think augmented reality is one of those areas that in 10 years from now We're definitely going to be saying, oh, yeah, those people who, you know, (laughs) thought that this was going to be nothing. No, it's going to be practical. There's this thing of it this way. Let's say a business card. You say, well, is your presentation on your business card? What do you mean is your presentation? It's a business card. It's my name. No, but what about an interactive portfolio where someone just points their phone at your business card and something triggers um, and this is the neat thing is that you don't have to have a specific app anymore. They're getting better and better. You may use a QR code to go to the location of where you can show the, this augmented reality presentation. It's getting better and there needs to be some better systems. We're still a little off on this, but it's it's much easier than it was just a couple years ago where we had to download dedicated apps. And in some cases, we still do. Uh, so... If, 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 but just imagine if someone just was able to put their phone over your, say, your face or a photograph or something that triggers the augmented reality elements. And now it's a full blown presentation of your work or you talking, standing there, you know, a la Star Wars and, you know, Obi-Wan, you're my <laughs> only hope. You know, the thing is, there, there's, there's so many things that can be done that are even practical. You can make phone calls just by pushing kind of a, a button that's in the air. I mean, ex- explaining more information, the uh, giving behind the scenes. In other words, it's not just a business card. It's a full presentation of everything that you need to sell that person as to why you are the best. And one of the things that is certainly gets in the way of a lot of creatives still to this day in 2020 is that whole, whole idea of, of, of selling. And the, the great thing about being a creative entrepreneur is that we have a portfolio and that we can't, and we have all these different ways in which we can share our portfolio, but we have a portfolio that we can show off our creative work. And sometimes it's tough to get through that barrier of maybe criticism and putting yourself out there. That quite often is a big struggle. And we should we should work together in 2020 if that's an issue. And I mean, you, you know, coming to me or, you know, not literally coming together in a way of like consulting per se, but through this podcast, working together to get you through that barrier among many other barriers that creatives have. And I think that is the neat thing. Having been a creative and worked with so many creatives, I understand many of the barriers that we have. Getting the word out there about our work and how to best use marketing, social media and even other types of everyday just elements that we think that we focus and face as creatives and just continuing with that conversation. And I think, you know, I in 2016, I I just referred to the show as the Creative Marketing Show. But I think, especially if you've listened to this last year, it's been much more than just marketing. And so using the videos that I'm creating on the YouTube channel, using the information that I'm sharing on blogs, I really want to have it all work together. So if there's something that I'm focused on and creating that's of interest, it really does apply to most, if not all, of my other social media. So I can support you better. I'm not fragmented so much. And maybe you're like me. You're easily fragmented. <laughs> and I am. I am. If you followed me many over these many years, you know I've gone many, many different directions. But ultimately, I do so much of what I do, so i can so I can create more. I just want to create. I love creating. That's why I like creating podcasts. I like creating videos and photographs and writing. It's all creative pursuits. Even coding, to me, can be very creative. I'm solving a problem, and I and the creative solutions in in the coding. I mean, all that, all of that, to me, is is just the opportunity to express myself in some way. And I want you to be able to express yourself in a way that's sustainable and allows you to make a living. Now, this next topic is not that exciting, but I think is really important. And it's the last video that I did that I just created, I just launched it on the YouTube channel. You can you can go over to the YouTube channel, just rosh.video will take you to that channel. Rosh.photography will take you to the photography channel if that's something you're interested related to pricing. But before I get into that, I want to let people know that I will be in Providence, Rhode Island. I believe it's April 3rd and 4th. I'll double check those dates, but you can go to ASMP.org, um, the national site, and you should be able to get information. I am talking about pricing for photographers and I'm really gonna get into some good stuff for us all there. It's an hour and a half presentation. I'm looking forward to that. It's it's the Friday afternoon uh, and I, I think I have good information. So if this is something that is interesting to you to improve the pricing structure and make more money. And I'm telling you, I was just having a conversation with one of my studio mates who said, you know, I used your, your pricing structure, your permage pricing structure, and I, I ended up working on a half-day shoot, and I made, oh, wow, uh, three to four times the money that he would have made if he would have used day rates. And he, he was pretty happy about that. And so he's learned and and many of you have have contacted me and said, yeah, you're doing much better because you've changed the structure. But there are many structures and there's over 20 of them that I'm going to be able to talk about and share with you. So that'll be in Rhode Island in early April. ASMP.org will uh, get you more information. I hope to see you there and definitely let me know if you heard about this on the podcast. I always look forward to meeting people from the podcast because I generally don't get to connect with you any other way unless you go to another platform. Generally, people don't comment very often, but except for maybe a review uh, for a podcast. So um, maybe I hear from you once, but unless you follow me on on Twitter or someplace else, I, I don't know who you are. So thank you so much, except for when I meet you in person. And I do meet you folks in person all the time people come up to me especially a show that's been around this long we're talking 12 years Uh, many many photographers and other creatives have heard this show at some point and uh, it's always a thrill when uh, i get to shake someone's hand so this topic it's in the accounting category but i thought i would create a video on the acquisition costs of your customers now I know, I know it doesn't sound that exciting. You didn't get into your creative entrepreneurship to be someone who's getting deep into the weeds of accounting. You want to create. But understanding how much it actually costs to bring on a new customer is really important because then you know how much you can invest in developing Uh, Some sorts, different types of programs to bring in a new customer. As I often will say, you know, you can be doing everything right. But if the cost of what you're doing is greater than the value of that customer, uh, lifetime value or otherwise, it's not doing you any good. And so it's important to figure that out. How much is it costing through each avenue to get a new customer? Whether it's networking, going to networking events and paying five, 10, 20 bucks to go to a networking event, whether it's using some sort of direct mail process or email process, and how much can you afford to spend? I mean, what what is the profit on average? Now, say a wedding photographer, for instance, they you may have five hundred a thousand dollars extra in that budget to use for acquisition. And in some cases, maybe for seniors, it's a lot less. You don't have as much money. So you have to be strategic knowing how much it costs or how much room you have to use various marketing techniques to get you where you want to go. And as we've often talked about, it is a numbers game. So when you know how much it costs, To get a new customer, on average, you can then plan, benefit, and even invest in certain things to scale up your business. In 2020, I want you to be better at marketing. I want you to be better at social media. I want you to win the entrepreneurial game. And I want you to do it on your terms. But starting off with that basic knowledge is going to help you understand how much time and how much effort you need to put in different areas. I want you to start thinking about what is your core channel for 2020? What are you going to focus on as we develop our channel building strategy? And when I say a channel, if you're new to this Podcast, a channel is usually a social media channel. It can be YouTube, but it also can be Instagram. It can be TikTok. It can be Pinterest. I think it's important, and the philosophy around here is that you start with one and begin to dominate on one before you go to the others. Doesn't mean you can't kind of be active, kind of open for business. Uh, we often do that with Facebook especially Facebook business pages, because they only show about 2% of the people your posts unless you really are good at it, and it does take some effort and, and time to get a page going really well. And those who do it well do, do a great job with it, but it's really hard. So a lot of times we just put posts on there to show that we're open for business and that it's not a dormant page because people quite often want to see your business Facebook page click, say, hey, I like it. And then, of course, they never see it again unless they tell Facebook that this is a priority page. And that's something we can talk about another time, because there, there are ways you can get people to do that. A few of my videos as of late have been focused on things like being a entrepreneur overachiever and how to just Do the things that successful entrepreneurs do. A lot of creative entrepreneurs don't do those things, such as getting up earlier. A lot of us, a lot of us are night owls. We like to work late in the evening because maybe, you know, roommates or family or or whoever it may be, they're asleep. Or it's a much quieter time and nobody's bothering you because the phone rings all day or it's friends texting, you know, you have your evening to yourself. It's the quiet and you can get work done and be focused. However, you know, the, the thing is early in the morning is also a great time to do a lot of that also. And a lot of the times it's a good time to prepare yourself for a day and getting that done. If you are starting your day at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, the day is half over where the you know traditional entrepreneurs are making their money. You need to be there, too. You need to put in a full day and work and go to work at some level if you're going to be a successful creative entrepreneur. I mean, it's just that simple. So I do things such as exercising. I like to do meditation. And those are the things I like to do in terms of planning out my day, maybe journaling in my sketchbook. I, I, I I've done that for years and it's been very helpful to set my day off right. Now, it doesn't have to be like I do at, you know, 5 and 5.30. And there have been times where it's been 4.30 in the morning. But you should be doing this early, early, you know, 7, 8 in the morning if you're a night owl. Plan it. You know, take advantage of that time where you can really focus. But there is a point in which you're just going to just, you know, Take yourself out of the game and stretch yourself too thin and say, look, I'm, I'm done by midnight and I'm going to sleep and I'm up at seven, seven hours, maybe eight eight hours of sleep, but you then you get right into it. It's very helpful to have that routine. Maybe you can be done by 11 or even 10 and then get up earlier. I highly recommend you do that. It took me a lot of effort, especially when I was coming out of school you know, many years ago, I remember being proud of myself for getting up at nine. I mean, I was thrilled. I thought I was on top of the world. Hey, I am serious about business. I'm up at nine o'clock. And of course, my day really didn't get going till probably 10. And so, you know, a lot of the day and most people are, are, are underway. You You want to compete. You need to consider the fact, yes, creative entrepreneurs can live a lot more of their life on their terms. Yet, you still need to be aware when business is happening and when opportunities are happening to bring new business in so you, again, continue to do what you love to do for a living. Hey, we're going to dig deep this year to support you to grow your creative business. And if you have questions, make sure you connect with me on Twitter at Rosh Sillers. You can always head over to the blog. I want to really connect with you well this year. I want all of us to enjoy the success that is available to us. Now, here's the thing I want you to remember. Success, in my definition, as a business owner, is being able to make a profit with our business. And that profit doesn't have to be outrageous. It can be if that's your goal, but it doesn't have to be. You just have to have more coming in than going out, and the amount left over is able to cover your lifestyle. If you're able to do that, you're successful. And that may be making $25,000 a year, or 50, or 75, or 200, or a million dollars a year. We all have different, sometimes it totally depends on where we live. But I'm not here as a creative to say, I am that, you know, entrepreneur coach who's only, only going to be satisfied by you as a creative entrepreneur if you make a million dollars. That's not what we're about. Now, I do want to teach you not to be afraid of money. You know, that it's just a tool and that you can certainly live a comfortable lifestyle. However, we, we just really just want that freedom, the freedom to live life on our terms, doing something we love to do. And hey, our bills are paid too, you know, and maybe a trip once in a while. But look, you know, if we're living every day as it, as if it's a vacation, and you know, many of us, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, many of us do, we play every day. And sometimes we feel a little guilty about it. We feel guilty that we're playing and we're, we're playing because we're doing something we love to do every day. It's it's an amazing thing. And, and that's what I am looking forward to supporting more and more creatives to do that in 2020. We'll talk to you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you need to contact Rosh, you can find him on Twitter at Rosh Sillers. And if you haven't already, be sure to go over to your favorite podcasting platform and leave some stars and reviews.